Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of the Amplified Marriage Podcast. Today, we are talking about endurance makes the heart grow fonder. Welcome to this episode of Amplified Marriage. I'm Brian. I'm Natalie. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you hear us say this all the time. Get comfy, grab whatever you need to, put on those headphones, go for a run. We are going to have an excellent chat today. Yes, we are. And in case you missed our last podcast, so we had a Valentine's Day one where we chatted about expectations and kind of brought it into more of a practical application of that. So if you missed it, go check it out. Absolutely. So, we... Um, kind of a different... Well, we were kind of coming at this one a, a little bit. Okay, we've been married now for a quite Almost, a few... This year will be 21 years. So, 21 years. Um, and I can honestly say that I'm not the same guy that I was 20 years ago when we got married. That's right. Um, Thankfully. <laughs> wow. And I mean that not in, not in a derogatory way. It just, sounded hurtful. <laughs> and if I had any feelings, you may have hurt the one. Okay, so. Th- and I'm not the same that I was, and thankful for that too. Right. Okay, so we're not the same people. And what we've realized as the new sexy, it needs to be um, people of endurance. I think so. What, right? And so what we want to, we kind of want to go at this at a little bit of a different way that we usually would with our podcast. We're like, yeah. here's a bunch of tips. We kind of are basing this off of a scripture out of Hebrews. Yep. Um, this last week on Sunday, we had this really great time. All of the, we had some of the five powerful, prayerfully prophetic women in the church, uh, five of them that I chose to speak. And Natalie's message was on about uh, running the race, running the race and doing it with endurance and how we gained that endurance. But I want to say that the new sexy needs to be or should be endurance. Yes. And there's a whole bunch of things that come with being someone who is a person or a spouse or a relationship uh, of endurance. I think so. Okay, so I, because I'm nerdy like this, I like to know (laughs) definitions of everything, but this is so applicable. Like, we'll break it down, but today we kind of want to focus more on the mindset of endurance. Right. Right. So when you Google the definition of endurance, this is what it says. This is from uh, the heart.org, American Heart Association. So endurance activity, the question was, why is endurance important? Right. Endurance activity keeps your heart, lungs, and circulatory system healthy and improves your overall fitness. As a result, people who get the recommended physical regular activity can reduce the risk of many diseases such as diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. And so I had a thought that that there says endurance is so important for vital organs in your body. If we apply endurance to marriage, Mm -hmm. the same applies. The vital um, DNA of your marriage will thrive. That's really good. With you putting in the endurance, and it's going to look different, obviously, for everybody. Everyone's on a different journey. But I just thought it was so fascinating, these two concepts. One is on physical activity. Right. And one, how do we apply that mindset of enduring 
marriage. And that's not a bad thing. I don't say that to be like, oh, Lord, we're enduring marriage and we're just suffering through it. No, no, no. We are in, we're in it for the long haul. Well, what, what is that thing that um, Mark Gunger had said uh, in Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage? Oh, he what? says, like, how long have you been married? And he's like, how fa- it seems like I've been married for 20 years, but underwater. And yeah, it was like, it feels like 10 minutes underwater. Like 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just. It, and it's true. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the. And here's the thing, though. And we want to encourage you today that marriage isn't something that you just. And we want to change your perspective on the word endure. Yeah. Right. Because we, Natalie and I, think that there is so much joy together and enduring together the things that you've done together the struggles you've had together you've had to walk through endure challenge each other push each other deal with death deal with things in your relationship that make you a better thing and you've endured those and that's actually helped form your relationship character that's right like if you think of running a race right yeah right let's get into it kind of the whole thought process when you're running a race there's an exhilaration that comes from crossing the finish line. Right. There's, there's, uh, an excitement and anticipation of, you know, I'm sure athletes go through this of winning. Right. Right. Well, the same thing applies to marriage. There's something, yes, hard times come and yes, obstacles stand in your way, but there is an exhilaration that comes when you've crossed onto the other side of that mountain, so to speak, with your spouse. Right. Did you, like, let's read the, this um, definition of active persistence. Mm-hmm. Right? It says the, the fact of continuing on a course of action in spite of, a dif- of difficulty or opposition. I love that it's, well, this is, so that active persistence when, right. when we're talking about in running the race. Right. right? We, that's the drive. And if we apply that same principle to marriage, the fact of, I just love that word, the fact of, it's immovable. Right. It is sure. It is steady. It isn't wishy-washy. It isn't, you know, um, one moment I've got this thought, the next moment I'm not. It's not undecided. The fact is this. You are steady on a, co- on a course. You are committed to continuing on a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. I love that. Right. And the thing about being in marriage, like um, there is, um, I just, just came to mind is I wrote, I read a book. Um, I think the title is called can't stop me, but their author's name was David Goggins. David Goggins was a Navy seal. Um, come from a really bad neighborhood, grew up bad, had seen death at a young age. And he had just teachers and everyone telling him that he couldn't amount to anything. Right. And he ended up being a Navy SEAL, like, and that's highest training in the yeah. U.S. military to be a Navy SEAL. And he did something, and he was, we're talking about running this race. He ended up becoming one of the top athletes in, it's like the, the longest long distance. Like, there's one's called the the Badlands 150, I believe is what it's called. It's 150 miles run. But there was a documentary of this guy. Did we not see a video? Uh, well, I have. I don't know if you have, but... This guy is well known, and a few of the his guys that have been running these races, but 150 miles in like desert, like Las Vegas type desert, right. that that type of running, and all of that is is when they run the race, they wake up every day and they choose to intentionally mm-hmm. run 
the race that they know is going to be hard. Yeah. And like even in, in when we talked about this on Sunday for church, mm-hmm. one of the things that you said was like it takes 16 to 20 weeks for a runner. For a normal marathon. For a normal marathon. Yeah. Whereas these guys, they practice sometimes for, for months and months and months of a year to be able to run this race, to run 150 miles of, of not just flat run that a normal marathon is, like the Boston Marathon. Yeah. I'm talking like 150 miles of uphill, plus 45 weather conditions, weather conditions yeah. whatever happens to be going on. But they choose to put themselves in that position. Same thing when we get married. Mm-hmm. You choose to carry the weight of the things that your your spouse goes through. Yeah. The, the anguish, the mental anguish, the spiritual anguish, the physical anguish. To put yourself in a position of having to endure that pain with them. That's right. Right. But choosing to. But choosing to, not just begrudging it, but That's you're right. choosing to be there for your spouse and be a part of that life. And this is what you've chosen. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for us in the, when things get hard to almost like forget that we chose this. <laughs> when things get hard. It's true. Right. We forget that we chose us. And sometimes we, we just don't want to admit. Right. There's, there's times where... Um, it's just blatant, dig our heels in, rebellious. Yeah, and right? just... Just don't want to. Well, and we... There's this this mindset that comes sometimes with, um, I've woken up every day and I've chosen this, but why haven't they? Or they're not changing and I am. Right. right. Well, I can relate to that because that's kind of the attitude that I had years ago of just, you know, I would read marriage books and I would highlight all the parts that I felt applied to you wow. <laughs> and n- was irritated when you would not read it. <laughs> right? right. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read it yet? No. Right. It was like, oh, I just felt like everything was, I was in the mindset that you're the one with the issue you needed to change. Right. And, and just like anything else running this race, um, like running a race, you build up, like even you build up. When you have to exercise, you have to exercise it. So when you're running a race, just like David Goggins, you have to build up your muscles. Yeah, you have to build up your lungs. You have to build up your heart. Your mind needs to be in the right place. Your heart needs to be in the right place. Your choices need to be in the right place. You. That's right. And to do that, it and so over 20 years of being married, we've learned some ways that we handle each other, that we are conditioned to support each other, that we're conditioned to, but you can only do that because you've chosen to endure together. And we've learned the hard way because we didn't seek out professional help. Right. So that's one way that you can train. Yeah. And the the professional help actually gives you tools to use and to train you and make you stronger. That's right. Communication and learning to communicate is another way that you train. Absolutely. And so it's necessary to have to learn tools and be better at your craft, to be better, to be a better runner, to be a better husband, to be a better wife. It's, it's necessary to learn how to do these things and constantly train those muscles to be now like we're, we're comparing, comparing running to marriage. Like the it really is like that. And not just running. We're not sprinting. No. And I think there's a misconception that marriage is just like, I grab your hand and we are running full tilt to the finish line, whether I'm dragging you or not. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it just want to change the mindset. When when you're running an actual race, you have to pace yourself. You have to slow your breathing down. You have to get into a rhythm, kind of a rhythm with the road, a rhythm with the sound of your feet hitting the pavement. 
at least for me, that's how I envision myself. And because right off the get-go, it's exciting. Think honeymoon. You just got married. It's so exciting. You are ready to, you're like running full tilt. You can't sustain that pace all the way through years and years and years and years. You have got to find your stride as husband and wife. Absolutely. And the one word, when you find your stride, now if you read, if you learn from long distance runners, yeah, right? Like, and how they operate and marathon runners, they don't let anything distract them. And something that right. is really easy in marriage is to get distracted, to get distracted by like marriage is tough. So you get distracted by like having to deal with Netflix yeah, or dealing with Instagram or dealing with other people or dealing like, or death your gets in the way, your, your own expectations, your own baggage that you're carrying, your, you have a job loss and it's easy not to focus on each other and how you're going to make the marriage better. Or you have sick kids or a sick wife or a sick yeah. husband crisis. Like what is our friend? We had, we heard this yesterday. Our friend does. Our friend does. She's one of our worship leaders at our church. And she said this crisis reveals what you value. Oh, mic drop. Mic drop. Like, when you're in the middle of a crisis with your spouse, how you respond in that moment yeah. really shows what you value. That's right. And if we're in, if we're, as we're talking about like the training and, right. and the not losing focus and being really um, kind of like tunnel vision. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or the goal. The goal yeah. is a, a long life together. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. And if you are, not utilizing the tools that are available, it's so easy to shift your focus onto kind of useless and meaningless things. So for example, all those years ago when I would watch um, Real Housewives of Orange County. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Because I was dissatisfied with the financial struggles that we had, I turned my attention to that. It was so dumb. But it Filled and it fueled my, what's the word? I want to say gap, but it's, that's not it. But there was a void there and that was, I was fueling myself mm-hmm. with that. And then out of that place, then that's what came out. And you, it was, you weren't focused on the marriage. That was like out of the heart, the mouth speaks, but yeah. you're, you're filling yourself up with all this this trash from that stupid That's show right. and that was coming across in how we would communicate. Exactly. Right. And so like it's how, how like, here's the thing you mentioned it's, it's one like get, get the tools. How easy is it for us? Like how easy was it for you early on the marriage to have all the right tools, but still not do the right thing? I don't know that I could say we had the right tools. We had some tools and we weren't using the ones that we had, right? Yeah. Okay, so as an example, our friend, Des, so she was talking about the sword of the spirit, Mm -hmm. and she has an actual sword. Right. And so I held it, and I was like, oh, this is a lot heavier than than I was anticipating it to be. Not that it looked cheap, but it always looks like it would weigh less than it actually does. And um, I had it in my hand, and I was like, I wouldn't even know how to wield the sword properly. Just so just because you you have the tool, just because you have that sword, let's say, doesn't know that you doesn't mean you know how to use it. Right. Right? So that's what I mean. We like, had the tools. We had some we tools. We had no or yeah, we had 
a few tools, <laughs> but that certainly didn't mean that we had the no- like we did not have the knowledge on how to use them. Right. Does and that think, make sense? Yeah, that's and it's one of those things. Like even something that I say all the time, and I stole from someone else is like you don't know what you don't know. If you don't know how to do something better, you're never right. going to do that thing better. But the moment that you do, you can't blame someone else for why that's you right. didn't do that that thing better. And and even as we talk about this, like there's that that attitude of distraction or uh, we're putting our time and our our what we value into other things yeah. than into our relationship. Now, I'm not saying it always sounds like you only focus on your relationship. You only like, no, no but you have to, that has to be a priority. Yep. And there's a balance, right? There are times yeah. where you're here working on like podcast stuff or you're doing your own thing on the computer and I'm doing my own thing somewhere else. It's not like you and I are a hundred percent in each other's space, in each other's space no. all day, all along. But when all there's, when things need to be taken care of, children, yeah. life, yep. arguments, discussions, doctor's appointments, all that stuff, like living life together, yes. you have to do it together. And we value our time together. Right. And so, like we covet our time together. And so something that culture really does, and I love the title of your message on Sunday was like, you can't have faith. No, you can't run the, the race, race on a fast, on food, fast food faith. Can't run the race on a fast food faith. Everything in our culture points to, to, like, if you are on Instagram and you see all these business uh, things or these fitness things, you do these five things, you're going to have less belly fat. You do these five things, you're going to make your first million. You do these five things, and they're like, you can do this in six months, and everything with us wants to be handed onto a a platter that's easy. A good, healthy marriage takes time, effort, and willing to run the marathon and not just run the sprint. That's right. Right? And put in the work. Right. Like, we're doing V-Shred. Um it's hard. And I don't like it. Right? It takes, and it's not that the workouts are long. The workouts, thank you, Jesus, are not long. But it's still, you have to intentionally pull out your mat, put your workout clothes on, mm-hmm. turn the app on and project it to the TV, get set up, make sure you have your water. There's all these steps that you have to be intentional of, right. or, or it's it's really easy to sit on the couch and be like, we're not doing it. Yeah. And that's true. And so, so, so like culture builds into us that we want everything immediately like has to be here yesterday wasn't fast enough and needed to be here the day before that like everything had to be super fast and we're not willing to put all that hard work in Mm -hmm. and we were like we want a participation ribbon just for showing up in the marriage like yeah what what was it you were saying earlier where it was like oh i said i loved you uh on our wedding day now i don't have to sit anymore right so if it changes i'll let you know have you ever heard that one right that's what we're talking about of yeah. like, you are just participating. You're not actively pursuing. Right. Well, and there's right? this, we want to challenge you right. actively pursue your partner, your right. spouse. And there's a, like, there's this other, other uh, attitude. There was an article I read and that said that people that get divorced before 30 years old, look at their current, their, the relationship that they were divorced from as a practice marriage thinking that's not who I wanted to stay with forever. So you're already building into your relationship Mm -hmm. an attitude of an out. And we would say, try not to give yourself this space for an out. Like, I don't like what she said today or he said today, so I'm going to leave. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, we're just going to try each other out to see if we're compatible. We've heard that one so many times. Yeah. Um, Pretty much anybody can be compatible. Yeah, we think for the most for the most part. There's right? probably some there's, that just right? aren't. But if you are, and we were talking about like compatibility, and uh, when we were prepping, and 
obviously, if, if I wanted children and you didn't, and you were adamant and I knew that, then we wouldn't be married. Right. Do you know what I mean? So obviously knowing and sharing a commonality is super important. Well, a commonality, a common value system. Right. Like you want to be aligned in those kind of major topics. Right. And you want to talk about all of that stuff. Like, and here's the, like the practice spouse is a crazy thing. Like I can't even like, but we want it. We want what we want fast without any of the work. That's right. And we're saying that to have a healthy, like a good, healthy marriage, you actually have to be willing to put in the work and it's not a short term, right? Like we see all over, and this drives me crazy. Like um, there's all these like websites, like Ashley Madison is a Canadian website designed to- Is it really Canadian? Yeah, it's Canadian. (gasps) It's designed to, if you're married, for you to find someone to sleep with. That's what it's for. It's it's designed for you to make it easy for you to commit adultery. That's what it's for. You see Facebook videos and Instagram yeah. videos where there's these whole channels that are dedicated just to um, having a side girl yep. and not getting caught from your current girl. Like Mary, that's not even Mary. That's just people in a relationship. It's okay to have multiple people around you and not get caught. Yeah. If it was something that what you were okay with, you would be okay with getting caught and being like, no, this is who I am. Yeah. Right? It's not... We do, we highly do not recommend that. No, absolutely not. Um, what were you going to say? But well, it's just we we like we we put all this effort into this person that we want to be with. We should continue putting the effort into. Right. If you're going to take all that time to sneak around and not get caught, right? Can you imagine the kind of marriage you would have if you put that same effort into actually pursuing your your partner? Yeah. And not being a jerk, I guess. Like, honestly, right. right? what would happen? What would change if your perspective, if you're so interested in the grass is greener mentality, if you, f- if you focused your attention on making your marriage a much better environment? Right. And, and it's like, what did we hear? It's like, what if we took the preparation of building our marriage as seriously as, as we took binging up our Netflix show? Exactly. Like, and then, like... Honestly, what are you watching on Netflix? Right. Because that's going to really determine the trajectory of your marriage. Right. Because what you're going to watch on TV with the things that you value. Exactly. Like right. we are very careful. We try to be, yeah. Um, with what we watch. Right. We don't watch steamy scenes. And sex and threesomes and any of that no. stuff. Because that stuff is just, we don't need that. And that... Sh- like we don't want to have that as part of a relationship no. and, and to be part of how we evolve as a couple, which is interesting. Cause I, I, we were talking earlier about um, evolve or like the character development, yeah, like developing as a husband, developing as a father, but developing as a partner. Um, we, we want to, like I said at the very beginning, I'm not the same guy that I was 20 years ago. Like the, the core of, of what you fell in love with has to be there. I would assume. absolutely, Like, you're looking at me like you don't believe me. <laughs> well, no, it is there. It's just it was an unrefined you, right? I guess, it, and, and it was an unrefined me, and it, it was two people with very different pasts that chose to wake up and run the race together, right? Every and day, well, most days. No, we did, even though otherwise we wouldn't be together. That's fair. So we did choose it. It sometimes it was begrudging. Yeah, there was definitely begrudging moments. Right. Well, and what we were saying is we want to evolve 
as a couple. If you are, you know, years into your marriage and you still are doing the same silly things you were doing when you were dating that weren't healthy, that should be a red flag in that your relationship. Maybe something needs to change. That something might need to change, right? Because right. I look at who I am now at 42. You're going to say your age. I am going to say my age. At 42 years old, three kids later, 21 years almost married. I am so glad that that uh, uh, who I was then has shaped because I've allowed myself to be kind of transformed. Right. As we've gone through, but I've uh, but it's shaped who I am. That me is still there. Well, and the also the important thing too is that even in the times that we were argumentative and fighting and we didn't want to change, still there was change that happened. Absolutely. Like eventually when you're like, you know what, this there isn't working. Change. We just don't want to admit it because none of us wanted to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. But there is change. And so we, we believe that people can change. And anyone that says you can't just doesn't want to change. Like I know someone that always says, has said many times, I am who I am and I'm never going to change. Well, you're setting yourself up not to change, not to grow, not to mature. That's just who you are. There's no, like... There is no journey together then. No, then you're just doing it on your own. You are who you are, and you expect that other person just to accept you as you are. Now, that is true. Yeah. Like, when you get married, you're making that decision that I'm going to love this person even with their flaws. Yeah. But you also, like, do you know what the sexiest thing is? Is when your spouse is actively working on improving themselves. Absolutely. Like physically, emotionally, yeah. spiritually, that's sexy. Yeah. That, that faithfulness is sexy. Commitment is sexy. Enduring the race, that's sexy. Like Exactly. And we, for us, like our kids are still at home. There's a legacy there. We've got six eyes watching us. Right. Right. And we value marriage. We value our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so we want to create that atmosphere. And our children, I mean, we've had them on the podcast we don't shy away from speaking our minds in front of our children. Yeah. And we don't shy away from conflict and resolution and affection and public displays of affection. We don't shy away from that if, when our kids are around. Right? They, they see that all. The good, the bad, and the ugly. to create an atmosphere where our children look at marriage not as a scary, I never want to do that, but that they're excited right. for it. That's yeah. the legacy we're leaving. So, yeah. um. When when I had said that, you know, keep in stride with your spouse. I mean, we've counseled people that one spouse was miles ahead of the other, and there, you had said there's some couples that were they weren't even in the same race. No, no, the one was on a couch, watching from the sidelines, and one was moving forward. And they ended up they there was already issues when the coaching started, yeah. and then as we coached further and further, we actually. We always coach to restoration. We always coach to health. We always believe that people, yep. if you love each other, you can make things work. You um, but you have to be willing but to But you change. both have to be willing to work. You have to be willing to change. And you have grow. to be willing to step into, you have to be willing to run that race together and yep. even make an effort to love the things they love. Not not as so much so that you're like, because we talked about this before. Yeah. You hate going to the music store with me. I hate going to Michael's. It's one of the worst things ever. I hate going to art stores, art supply stores. That's right. But I like being with you, so I go. So we will, exactly. Right. And, I, and But there's couples that we've coached that won't even do that. They won't even, no. like, you're going, ah, no. And sometimes I'm just, like, straight up, I'm not going to Michael's today. I just don't right. have it in me to, to, to go there. And she's like, yeah, oh, I get it. And she'll take one of the kids, and then they'll go. But 
When but we, it's not. It's not an every time that. No. The things that I love that you shoot down. Right. You know no. What I mean? no. And, and vice versa. I will suffer through the music store, and I'm musical. Rarely. But I'm musical vocally. Yeah, not instrumentally. And so, well, I like to think I can play the piano, but I don't want to sit around while you're trying out all the different guitars because you play guitar. Whoa, whoa. That is fantastic. But marriage is not just about me. Right. And it's about two people running that race. Hand hand in hand. This sounds so cheesy when you say it. Like, hand in hand, running in the same stride. And you got to figure out each other's heart and figure out each other's pace. Yep. Right? And work together. Out of that place. Out of that place. Any final thoughts? What do you got for final thoughts? Give me a final thought. It needs to be wise. It needs to be wise. I don't know. This one was really... Bittersweet, almost. I don't think bittersweet. I think... Not bitter at all. I think we don't really talk about... Enduring. Enduring in that capacity. Like... Like good enduring. Yeah. Well, most of the time we think of enduring as like we've slaved away, we've trudged through the mud. Like Lord of the Rings trying to get to Mordor. Right? You yeah, just like- endure. But, but if you can flip the script and the narrative that you choose to look through the lens of, hey, as a fact, I'm choosing to be immovable. I'm choosing to, despite whatever comes our way and some things you um, created right. the situation and some things just happen because they just happen. Yeah. Right. But uh, like endurance makes the heart grow fonder. Right. And it does. It does. Making that active choice. Endurance is the new sexy. I think so. <laughs> we're just trying to, we're going to, we're going to try and trend it. Well, I wish we, we don't have Twitter. We're going to try and trend this in the podcast world. Endurance is the new sexy. And you take endurance to mean whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> we believe that us enduring together over the years yeah. makes each other more attractive, not less attractive. Not that we've, we've like been beaten up. And we just don't like each other anymore. We're just enduring together. We're like, no, right. we've We're endured. Existing. Oh, that's the word. Existing. existing in the same space. No, we are thriving. And we are enduring life together in a good way. Like it's a exactly. healthy, enduring work. And I love growing old with you. Yeah, with all my gray. I love it. That's why I shave it off. Well, mostly. I try to any. Well, well, if you like our podcast, and we really, we really appreciate you. It does mean a lot when you share it when you share it when you let people know about us when you send us emails you can follow us on instagram and on facebook we are going to endeavor to be more engaged in those platforms but we just love when you actually just hang out and just let us know if you do have any questions or any topics or anything you want us to to actually discuss or an idea uh, just let us know at amplified marriage at gmail.com we'd love the chance to hear from you Mm And as you've heard us say before, we believe that marriage can be reset, refreshed, recharged, and restored. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.